0: We're outside. It's hot. Stinking hot, man. Hey, we're at Nate Wade Subaru. We've been teasing it for a few weeks, and uh, we're finally here. 1207 South Main Street, Salt Lake City. There a lot to love event is going on right now. There isn't a better event, car, car event in, in the entire industry. Um, Subaru, oldest Subaru dealership in North America. Hey, you know, you've heard me talk about this Apple box. Yeah, you've
1: got it here.
0: Just popping the straw, and you know we talk about the popcorn a lot too. Hold on, I, we do, we talk about the pop. No, we got to get the whole
1: experience here. There it is. Yep, they got the popcorn. skinny pop now. Skinny pop, even
0: better. Better for you. So if you're on a diet, this is your place. This,
1: I, I, I'm not on a diet, but I need to be. I thought you were on a diet. You know, I try and uh, fail many times with the diet. You did the keto, right? For yeah, for for a week. It lasted a week, Tom. It lasted a week. I couldn't go a week without tacos. Sorry, I was just enjoying my... You were enjoying that apple juice. Organic. It was quite... Order-
0: <laughs> Crisp apple. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Like, it's really good. That was my computer making that noise. Um... Nonetheless, we'll just we'll just keep on plowing through. If it makes it again, then uh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know how to turn it off. So deal with <laughs> it's it. Fine, sorry. We're gonna do it. I got an email. We're gonna go. What do you want me to do? Yeah, it's odd out here. Um, we're gonna obviously talk Utah football, and uh, that's gonna be a priority. That always is a priority. It's 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 a scary time for Utah football fans. Is that fair to say? Yes, I'm scared. I, I'm scared as well, and the reason we're scared is because there doesn't seem to be any, any, any way that the Pac-12 is going to be able to play a season this year. Now, down the road, BYU's just plowing straight ahead, much like the ACC, the SEC, and the Big Twelve are. They've just decided that you know what, we're okay. We're we're going to make ends we're going to make ends meet, and we're going to find a way to play some football. Uh, and and BYU's doing kind of following that exact yeah. same protocol. Yeah. I guess the big question that 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 I have, and I imagine you have, you have the same question, Stephen. Maybe we can talk about it for a few minutes here on the podcast. Is like like how does this happen? How how does the Pac-12 and the Big Ten and their medical advisory boards come together and say, you know what? This isn't this isn't morally correct. This isn't this isn't good for the players, and we're all about the players. And then the SEC, the Big Twelve, the ACC, and the likes of BYU go. Their medical advisory boards go. I think we're going to be okay. I just I, like. I, I'm sorry, but yeah. this is a billion dollar industry. Can we not have a
1: little more cohesion yeah. between Power Five conferences? I, are we asking for too much? Do you think? I, well, obviously we are because they cannot cannot come to a cohesive uh, leadership effort. It's been interesting watching this whole thing unfold over the last couple of weeks, last couple of months. Um, You know, it is interesting when you look at the Big Ten, the Pac-12, compare it with the ACC, the SEC, and even the Big 12, you know, those are areas where football, it's, fam- it's God, family, and football, right? And it's not that football means any less to those out here, particularly at Utah, right? Utah, we love our football out here. You know, USC has a strong tradition, Oregon, Washington. These are all programs that have competed at high levels. They obviously care about football, but it's at a different level. And, and I think, look, like there's no denying the science. There's no denying the facts about this pandemic. We are in the middle of a pandemic, and the fact that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 decided to shut things down, that's not the wrong decision. That's the right decision. To put the player safety first, that's the right decision. The fact that we can't get on the same page between five conferences speaks to ego, speaks to, uh, you know, more or less who's taking this pandemic seriously and and who's not. And and you're looking across the country uh, just earlier this week. North Carolina welcomed their students on campus. What happens? There's a little COVID-19 outbreak and they have to shut down campus, move to online uh, classes within... Two days of being in school. And it's that kind of stuff. And now, I, as I was driving up here to Nate Wade Subaru, um, was scrolling through Twitter, and East Carolina just had to shut down football practices because of test results that they uh, they got back today. So, you know, it's we're in the middle of a pandemic. I, you know, the fact, the Pac-12, the Big Ten, they should not be blamed for the decision no. and, and the route that they elected to go with. Um, there's been a lot of criticism of the Big Ten for how they've gone about it, and sure, that's fair. I think the Pac-12 did it the right way in terms of, of being transparent. But, yeah, you're right, Tom. The The lack of a single voice of unity, of cohesion between the conferences, it's... It's, it was eye-opening, to say the least. It's, it's, it's really strange. But, hey, worth noting, I'm okay with
0: the decision made by the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Like, financially, I'm not right. impacted by it. You're not impacted by it. Well, maybe, I guess, maybe from a work yeah. perspective, it certainly helps both of us out. Mm-hmm. You over at UteZone, check, check out UteZone.com for uh, really the best inside analysis when it comes to Utah football. And, of course, for me at KSL Sports, yep. from a revenue standpoint, it would certainly help. You know KSL Sports, but we, we will survive yeah. without it. My point is, you know, I'm not on the receiving end like Mark Harlan is when it comes to losing sixty million dollars this right. financial year, and so I, I think what they did was correct because I, I, I think college football is one of those really interesting games, and I'm not breaking any news here. But if you if you look after the football team in one particular way, you have to look after other teams yes. and other teams that don't financially benefit your university or athletic department at all i mean right and then of course the students come into play and so there's so many pieces to this puzzle um it's just so much easier i think right now now you know what i do think the pac-12 and big 10 should have done i think they should have waited maybe just a few more weeks I i think they made their decision rather quickly and i just don't understand why that decision was needed to be made as abruptly as it was
1: Yeah, you know, that was interesting because they they announced that they were shutting down. And shortly after that, the NBA, um, you know, they've been funding uh, research for testing. And it was released a couple days after the Big Ten and Pac-12 announced that they were shutting down, that there was a new saliva test that would make testing more affordable, would make it uh, much easier, more accessible. Which, again, just kind of, you look at it and just how it all transpired, it just made... It, the Big Ten and Pac-12 just made the appearance of them rushing into their decision that much worse, right? Because now you've got new testing protocols available with the saliva test. Uh, but, man, it, still, like, the the test itself doesn't – it's not a cure. It, it, it allows them to, to know what's going on uh, at a much lower cost, uh, much higher rates, uh, which is great. But it doesn't cure – the team of the coronavirus and I, that's kind of what you're, what the Big Ten, what the Pac-12, I think they're kind of banking on uh, progress in that regard in terms of a cure but, uh, you know, it's uh, did they rush into it? Yeah, probably but I think with fall camps starting up um, you know, Utah was set, was set to start fall camp that Monday, the Monday that they, uh Following the the announcement that they were going to cancel the season, um, so you know, I think that was kind of the reason why they elected to announce it when they did. It would have been interesting to see them to see what the actual <laughs> what the actual results would have been had they started fall practice, had they competed in pads, had they been just allowed that to happen to see what would have happened. I think that would have. Uh, been interesting to see, and it's unfortunate that we didn't uh, get that opportunity to see how Utah, how the Pac 12, how the Big Ten, how things would have unfolded with, you know, fall camp. Um, we didn't get that chance, and yeah, I think it was a little bit premature in terms of their decision.
0: Well, this is what the conferences, the Pac 12 conference and the Big Ten conference, are risking, and that is players from the Big Ten and the Pac-12, potentially transferring to conferences that are still planning on playing their season. For example, today, uh, this is Thursday, August 20th. Happy sixth month birthday to Freddie Hackett. Hey, Freddie.
1: Lil hey, Fred's Fred. six
0: months today. Holy
1: smokes, man. man just, the girls so fast.
0: They do. And I, as, a, <laughs> as a dad, I'm just happy he's made it this far because... I don't know if he if he would have trusted me to anyway. <laughs> University of Arizona brothers, did you see this? Yes, Colin,
1: the Schoolers.
0: The Schoolers. Uh, what a name, Schoolers. Brendan and Colin Schooler. One's a linebacker, one's a wide receiver. And correct me if I am wrong, but the linebacker is one cracking player.
1: Yeah, he, he's a starter. I am not exactly sure what you mean by cracking, but it sounds good. intense.
0: Yeah, yeah like, like a really good. Good, good player.
1: Yeah, no, he's good. Yeah, he's good. Uh,
0: they, they've decided that they're going to leave the program, both of them. And they, they, they've pointed to uh, wanting to play in a conference that's actually playing yeah. ball in 2020. And so they, they didn't mention much against the University of Arizona. They were two integral parts of the program. And they said, you know what? I'm not going to sit here on my couch every Saturday and watch the SEC or the ACC or the Big 12 go toe-to-toe with each other when I could be out there doing it myself. So that that is what the conference is risking, potentially losing key members to the foundation of the footballing lifestyle that is the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, and uh, it'll be it'll be fascinating. These are kind of the two big players at the minute that have put their name in the hat and said, you know what, we're doing it.
1: Yeah, come join us. That that legitimately, that actually cited that they want the opportunity to play at a program that is playing this fall. They put together the, their little, uh, <laughs> you know, saying that they were entering the transfer portal. And, and they literally said that their reason why was they were looking to play football this fall. Now, there is a lot that's going to go into First, is there going to be a program that has space for them? Uh, you know, how quick going to be able to find a place, pick up a playbook, and then play? You know, let alone if a season happens, right? So there is a lot that's gonna, that's got to go into this for this to actually work. And so that's why I think we're not going to see a lot of transfers. I was surprised to see these two announce their intentions to transfer. Like who, who on Utah do you think may do it? You know, I, I honestly, I can't think of, of one. You know, you're more, you would have an idea. You've been through it. Uh, who, who do you think? It's too hot for me to think clearly right now. You gotta now, think Tom. about
0: the arrogant types.
1: The arrogant ones would do it. I'm not gonna say any names now. I don't want I don't want those guys to hate me. No. Neither do I <laughs> But I guess they don't really do much for us anyway, <laughs> yeah, so who true, the hell cares? True uh, true.
0: I don't know. I, I, I I'm joking obviously when right. I say the yes, arrogant yes, ones. But yes. so I can see somebody like you know, would a Samson Nakua, Would he leave? So Samson Nakua, I was kind of thinking wide receivers, honestly. For what, like, I don't know if Brian Thompson. I don't know if he would. He's kind of recovering from yet another knee injury, so maybe he doesn't want to rush into playing. But he's certainly like he's certainly good enough to go play in those conferences and get picked. up. All of this is you've got to you've got to be uh, you've got to be pretty confident that you'll be able to play,
1: right? Samson Nakua fits that bill, I think. Is there an offensive lineman that maybe is, is stuck, you know, in the competition where he's not seeing a, a clear path to playing time? Maybe, a, you know, a guy like, uh, you know, jeez, uh, I can't even think of a guy off the top of my head right now. But, you know, Samson Nakua is the first guy. Is the Heat to really having that yeah. impact too? Uh, dude, I struggle in the Heat. Like, I have to – like, even when it's – Seventy degrees at night. I still have to f- have the fan, the AC go. I'm that type. You you're know, a sweater, even in. Oh, dude, it's so bad. And we're getting really personal right now. But since we're going this route, like in the winter time, I'm the type that has the window open. Oh my word, you're sick. And then I bundle. I obviously I bundle up. I'm not. I'm I not was not gonna that say what you a grizzly bear. Yeah. No, I mean <laughs> no. But uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but but you know it's So it's it's going to be interesting. I was surprised to see the schooler brothers announced their intentions to transfer to try somewhere to play this fall. I think it's, uh, interesting that, uh, the Arizona program itself, they suffered a, a loss in Tony fields, who also was a linebacker, linebacker, teammate of Colin schooler, uh, who elected to transfer a couple, a couple weeks ago. He's at West Virginia now. um, why would you go from Arizona to West Virginia? Yeah, <laughs> Just they, out of curiosity. You know, they say... Uh,
0: West Virginia, Blue-Age Mountains, <laughs> standing on the rear... Ri- is that... that Country
1: roads. Country, country roads. roads. Take me home. Yeah, my brother-in-law
0: went on a mission to West Virginia.
1: No kidding. I
0: guess they burn trash in their front yard is, is, is what they That's do. That's a thing out there. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah, that's what And they a drink thing. uh you know, the tubed milk, like the powdered or the The tubed milk. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Hot. I don't know, man. It
1: is hot. I'm See, we're both struggling.
0: I am battling. My, yeah. Uh, it, it'll be. Uh, look, I'm with you. I don't think there'll be too many players that'll end up transferring. you. Yeah. But I, I, I do think maybe one or two will pop up. A, a couple things need to come into play. You need to have your degree. Yes. So you can have an immediate transfer. If you don't have your degree, you're going to have to sit out of here anyway. It's pointless. The second thing is you're going to have to be pretty confident that you can play because why? Right. You, why would you? You know, and 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 here's the other deal. And maybe we need to be talking about this as well. It's so it. The season is so close. Right, like no quarterback can just pick up his books and leave. Right, yeah, you know, you're not going to learn the playbook that fast. Now, maybe if you're a wide receiver, it's a bit easier. Certainly, a defensive lineman is it, it's easier. But you know, some positions like safety, uh, running back, even's pretty tricky. Obviously, quarterback, offensive lineman's going to have like there's yeah. a lot that goes into any offensive line play, and so. That there are a lot of different scenarios that come into it, and and so I don't think there'll be too many people that do it. But look, the pack, the, the Pac-12 certainly opening themselves up to say, this is potentially a problem that we're going to have to face.
1: Well, and, and according to Ray Anderson, the athletic director at Arizona State, he he invited programs that are going to be playing fall this f- football this fall uh, to recruit players from why? the Pac-12. Why did he do that? I heard I, the same thing. Yeah, I have no idea why he did that, but. You know, he's at Arizona State, so, you know. You, you, you it's know, hot down there, I'm too. I'm it's hot. It's yeah, hot. You, I mean, you see how we're struggling right now, you know. Uh, I it, think that it's, well. it's 10, 20 degrees hotter down there, so, you know, I get it. It's hot down there. So, but anyway, so, so Ray Anderson openly invites programs to recruit Pac 12 players. Yeah. Um, foolish. Yeah, foolish to say the least. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, and to your point, you know, there is a lot that has to take place. Even for a player to get to another program, you know, he has to feel pretty confident that he has a spot uh, wherever he's going before he probably announced, before he puts his name in the transfer portal. Right. Then there's got to be a, the availability of a scholarship. And then you get to the football field where you've got to understand play calls. you got to understand, you know, adjustments. All of the, All of those things are going to have to take place. In the next four to six weeks, are you kidding me? No. Yeah, it's too it's, quick. It's just going to be too difficult for guys to transfer.
0: So here's my question, and this is essentially a guessing game that we're about to play, but do you think there will be college football this fall? Do I think At there all? will be any, some? Any football? Any college football? Yeah, I think there will be some. You really do? I do. I, do, I don't. If I was a betting man, I, I, just, I just don't know how they...
1: I don't think there will be much, like, to be... To be clear, like
0: you think it'd be like the LSU's, Alabama's of the world, like the, the absolutely the stubborn, crazy. Yes,
1: the crazy, stubborn ones that are going to play regardless of what is going on uh, in the world. Um, but eventually, college football is going to shut down this fall. That's that's how I think this is going to unfold.
0: I agree. I just have such a hard time, and especially now that we've heard stories about. The North Carolinas of yeah. the world having already shut down after two days because of an outbreak, and like, I mean, look, look, just locally. You know, I don't know if, if, if all of our listeners are on Twitter, but you're probably not on as uh, you probably not on Twitter as much as Steve and I are anyway. Um, I saw a photo from a high school down towards Provo Way. I don't know if it was in Provo, but it might have been, and it was uh, it was kind of like the cafeteria area, and it was just buzzing, you know, with. Uh, Couple hundred kids segregated, Great. and I'm like, and like, granted, they were all wearing masks, but mm-hmm. you know what? I just don't know how effective a mask is when you're in a in a pretty secluded room with 300 people, shoulder to right. shoulder to shoulder. So, um, I, I think college football's hurting, uh, and it's unfortunate because this all comes back, Steve, to the stubbornness of the NCAA. Uh, the bottom line is this. If the NCAA were willing to admit what is correct, and we had had a brief conversation about this last week, that these college kids that play college football in particular are no longer student-athletes. They're not amateurs. They're icons in their community. Kids, for crying out loud, look up to them here in the state of Utah more so than they do any professional in the NFL. I mean, the dream for young boys locally in Utah is to play college football for whoever it is, BYU, Utah predominantly. They're just not student-athletes anymore. If the NCAA was willing to say, these are semi-pro kids, they deserve a little bit of coin, they also deserve a free education, and that's how we're going to operate, this could all be solved. We could go into a bubble everybody could do online classes which is what they were going to do and are going to do anyway if they're going to still keep practicing and uh, we should be good I don't know why that's still making that noise I've con- I've turned it off so many times anyway
1: shout out to Tom's laptop
0: yeah you son of a gun now uh, <clears throat> I had somewhere I was going to go and that just threw me for a loop how you holding up
1: Stevie well it's still hot certainly not cool no it hasn't cooled down any you know I want to ask you Tom um sure, well shoot what was I gonna ask you so we were on the sidelines actually of a high school football game oh, last yeah, we week were. it was good to see you down there yeah it was it was good to see you too it was good to see you at a- in action you know on the football field we were down there for Timview and Lone Peak wanted to ask you this but you know I was I was surprisingly impressed by the effort that the temp view crowd took and those in charge that down there at temp view and and you know obviously the the school district as well but it seemed to me like there were a lot of precautions uh, taken in order for that game to actually take place um, I you know as I walked in the first thing that was asked of me was to make sure that I wear my mask it wasn't yeah. that I have my credential or you know, that I, they check my bags. It's that I wore a mask. And then throughout the game, it seemed every five minutes or so there was a PA announcement to, you know, ensure social distancing, to yeah. ensure that, that people in the crowd are wearing their masks. And we were on the sidelines for the game down there with Tim View and Lone Peak. The coaches were, were wearing masks and people on the sidelines, uh, as well were wearing masks. Um, you know, what were your thoughts being there at the game considering everything that's gone on? For me it was kind of a surreal feeling. But what what was that like for you? So if I
0: if I didn't have to be there, I I just don't know if I would have been there. Sure. Uh I was there for work. And so I, I was required to be there. And I was more than okay being there. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm on the sideline. We're on the sideline. We can yeah. segregate ourselves from everybody else. If I was kind of just somebody in the community, I don't know if I would have shown up. But if I had a, a child on that football team, you better believe I was showing up and I'll sit myself in the corner, minding my own beeswax. I thought it was good for the most part. Just about everybody did what they were meant to do. Right. Now, the stadium only allowed 25% capacity. Right. So there were there was quite a few missing uh, seats. Uh, and you know what the weirdest thing for me was and I imagine this wasn't just that game and in fact it was, you know, every other high school football game that was following protocol was there was like this eerie silence. So you could yeah. hear everything. You could hear the cadence from the quarterback you could hear the adjustments from the defense, you could hear the coaches screaming directions you could really, you, could, I mean I, I guess it was kind of cool to be honest because it's the sort of, it's the sort of behind the rope access you just don't traditionally get. Right. You know, even at high school football it's so loud and um, college, it's, it's berserk, but, you know, I thought that was kind of unique and, and, different and fun. And, and I imagine that a bit of gamesmanship goes on as the season unfolds, you know, because certain, certain coaches are smart enough, you know, once you hear one cadence, one play call, you'll probably start to figure out what it is, and then they'll have to adjust on the fly, change the play, maybe keep the same name. But, so I, I, I thought it was fun. And, um, I guess while we're talking about it, Game Night Live, Channel 5, will be at, uh, Corner Canyon this Ooh. week. Ooh. As they uh, as they get ready to, uh, got to, go to, to go to battle. They got Harriman, who uh, suffered a defeat to Davis last yeah. week. Davis, uh, Davis former High. Ute
1: Matt mass Matt Asiata mm-hmm. calling the plays down there at Harriman. Now he is, and in fact, former Ute uh, is the head coach
0: up at uh, Davis High School. Uh, Mitch Arquette.
1: oh ah, okay. You okay, really big Utah fan. He did he played Shout a
0: while. Yeah, he played a while a while ago. So it's been a while but uh he was a former youth himself. So
1: and you know since since you know I brought up the high school scene I I wanted to talk about just recruiting. Please. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, recruiting uh you know we were down there at Temp View uh for the game and there are two targets down there in I particular was for Utah. I was dis- you? yeah. Okay, I was disappointed in Raider. I was a little more disappointed in Raider, and and I, you know, I've talked to him since the game. I messaged him and just kind of shared my thoughts with him, and you know, he understands. I, I think what he needs to do moving forward, which is which is a, a good thing for him. Yep. Um, you I'll, know Logan Fano, who is the defensive end outside linebacker type, he had a pick six. Like, was it uh, he, the one handed? He that, that was not him. That oh. was that was. Uh, oh, I'm gonna butcher his name, but Lone Peak had the one handed interception. Oh, that's right. that, that was amazing. A, oh my what! Holy smokes! It was like a one handed rebound. Yeah, no, that was it impressive. Was, it was crazy. Uh, but Logan Fano had a, a pick six. Unfortunately, there was a holding call on his return. Oh, to right. the end zone. Uh, And he was not granted his touchdown But, you know, in in evaluating those two I I loved what we saw out of Logan Fano I was was a little surprised at his usage He was used a little bit more as a drop zone coverage linebacker Which, that's not him, man He needs to put his hand in the dirt He needs to get after the quarterback and, And create pressure, create havoc in the backfield He has that athleticism He has the size That's how Utah is recruiting him and, and I think it's going to be interesting moving forward, you know, when for those of you that are going to be watching Temp View games, I, th- I believe they actually play tonight uh, against American Fork, which is going to be a tremendous game uh, for our high school scene. Um, but, you know, I'm interested to watch Logan Fano over the season, his usage, because he he has the the physical frame. He's got the athleticism. He's got a really good skill set yeah. for the defensive end position. Utah is recruiting a monster in Logan Fano, who I just I, I think he's got a he's always been a multi sport athlete football basketball. I don't think he's really given the time in the weight room that he's needed to. And once he gets up at Utah, assuming he commits there, uh, you know they'll get him in that weight room. They'll put the size on him. He'll be just another one. He would be just another one in a long line of you know, their rich history at defensive end.
0: This is, uh, I guess, to, to kind of follow up on all of this, to, to update everybody what's going on up at Utah right now. The players were expected to practice all of last week. It ended up getting called off. The coaches and um, and staff up there decided it was in the players' best interest to take two weeks off, Interesting. to sit back prioritize your academics, not have to stress and put the strain on your body that working out, conditioning Good. does, and, and, and I'm a fan of that personally. I know I shared my thoughts last pod last week on the podcast. Yep. I don't need to reiterate all that, but uh, Called it too. I, I am interested to see, Steve, how the coaches utilize this time during the fall because... You would know more about this than I do. The players are eventually going to come back and they're going to get them into some sort of routine. It'll probably be similar to what we see in the summer. Yeah. Where it's, you know, it's a, you know, maybe an hour or two a day. It's really not that much. And you come in for a workout, you go home, you may come back later that day for another one. But whatever. The coaches, are they get that are they allowed? They're not they probably can't even go rec- they can't recruit.
1: No. So yeah. What are they going to do? So, man, it's it's kind of crazy. So, um, you know, we know that Utah had their 20-hour work weeks. Yep. Where they had practice. They could come in for workouts, film sessions, that kind of stuff. Sounds like the NCAA is going to approve a 12-hour work week now moving forward. So the players will have 12 hours now instead of 20. But in terms of recruiting, yeah, the NCAA has still, still has a recruiting dead period. In place through September thirtieth. So, when you talk about dead periods, coaches are still able to recruit, uh, you know, prospects. They're still able to call them, to text them, to do Zoom video conference calls, to do FaceTime, you know, with with prospects. They just can't get out on the road to evaluate prospects, and prospects can't come to schools to take an unofficial visit or an official visit where you know staffs will pay for their visit Um, kids are able to come to campus if they on their own dime and take a tour for themselves they they won't have you know the, the the coaching staff or they won't be able to to have staff as a guide on on those types of visits but kids are still able to to visit Salt Lake City kids are still able to visit campus but they would to, have, they have to pay for they it they would have to pay for it all on their own they wouldn't have uh, the the ability to stop in and say hi to coach you know at the facility they wouldn't be able to do any of that uh, but you know and some kids are doing that some kids are willing to take trips to to schools to campuses to get a feel for you know where they potentially will go to school and you know the coaches are going to remain active they're going to remain um, hard, working hard on the trail. Just a lot of Zoom calls. Just a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of group effort. Um, but the good thing for Utah is that, you know, they they have a very good idea of what their class is going to look like now. Um, and they can kind of hone in on a few guys here and there that maybe they didn't have as good a chance at a couple couple months ago. And they can really kind of go all in on these guys um, because, you know, they're going to have a lot of time in their hands. So, you know, it, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see how it all unfolds. But, yeah, these coaches are going to have to figure out what they're going to do um, in terms of recruiting. And in talking to coaches, it seems like many coaches, while, you know, a lot of them, I don't think they want to see this duration of a dead period. We've been in a dead period basically since... Um, since March, right? I do think that coaches would actually like to see an extended period where they can recruit from home, where they don't have to be out on the road.
0: It's refreshing, I imagine. Right?
1: Yeah, you get to spend more time with family, right? Which during the off season, even that's at a premium during the off season. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think this will provide an opportunity for coaches, particularly in recruiting. To kind of evaluate things and see what kind of changes can be made moving forward.
0: Worth noting as well that you know we we, we obviously want to prioritize things for the players. But let's look after the coaches as well to sure. some extent. Look, they make a ton of money, so we don't need to look after them too right. much. But they are generally older and a fair bit older than the players. And they probably don't feel all that comfortable or safe traveling around the country. So I think now a good time for them to be able to spend time with their family at home in in their living room on the... On the zoom call which by the way you can be just you can be almost just as productive nowadays through your computer than you can in person now I know it's never going to be the exact same but but I still believe that, that if Utah football does this correctly they will be able to uh, certainly utilize their time throughout the course of, uh, of this fall hey I heard uh, from a little birdie on the grapevine oh love birdies. Uh, um, that uh, you threw me off there sorry uh, you're good Carl uh, Whittingham is incredibly chuffed with this upcoming recruiting class. Now, it's not the biggest recruiting class, but he, he believes this is supposedly one of the most talented recruiting classes since the Pac-12 era began.
1: The one that's already on campus or the one that they're recruiting right now? The one that they're recruiting right now. I can't disagree. It it looks good. You've already got your quarterback and Peter Costelli. Four star talent, uh, tremendous athlete. This kid runs a ten six one hundred meter time. You guys don't do hundred meters. in America, I I no you? no we yeah it's yeah we do we do hundred meters.
0: You reckon people that listen to this podcast know what a good 100 meter time is? Yeah,
1: no, they probably don't know what a good time is. But but for context, javelin Gidgery ran ten three. He has the record Lightning. of ten one eight. But he was ridiculously fast. Ten six is really Quick. good. And sub 11, man. Yeah. Jalen Dixon ran a 10 6 4. Yeah. So that gives you a better idea of kind of the athlete that Peter Costelli is. And how
0: big is he? 6 4?
1: 6 3. 3, right in there, 205. You know, so he's a big kid, big frame, great size, great athleticism. So you've already got him in the class. You've got Ricky Parks, Trey Reynolds, two guys that are going to be, you know, that are considerably, I think many people consider them four-star talents. I think what's interesting when you talk about those two, what's most interesting is that both of them are going to be early enrollees. Right. Uh, Or at least they were. I don't know what the plan is going to be now, but uh, they at least intended to enroll early. uh, And that is a, a big, that's been a big focus in this class, is getting guys that are tough, that are smart, that are athletic, and that will be here mid-year. And and that's kind of been the theme of this class almost, it seems like. Um, But, you know, you've got Tavita Fotu, who is Lucky Fotu's younger brother, uh, in the class as well. He's going to be a two-year guy coming from Snow College. Awesome. So, you know, he's going to be a two-year guy, so he's going to be a little bit more developed this defensive tackle room is young; it is talented, uh, but you need some season. You need some. You need a veteran presence, and I think Tavita F- Fotu can can provide that kind of presence. Right. Um, and then you've got uh, you've got a couple. You've got Demikio Nathan, who's a, a receiver out of Texas that they really like as well. It's a solid class, and then they're still in the game with a number of talented kids, four star. Linebacker Ethan Calvert out of uh, uh, where's he out? Mission Mission Oaks I think is what it is but he's a four star linebacker uh, top fifty type kid Bye. they're after another cornerback in Sierra Wright who's a top one hundred cornerback similar to you know a Clark Phillips type yeah so you know they're doing a great job they've got a great class of commits already they've got a good group of returning missionaries coming home over the next few months. Uh, And then they're in the game with a number of of talented kids as well. Uh, Utah has an opportunity uh, to really capitalize in this 2021 class. And with everything going on, you know, who knows what college football is going to look like. But I was talking with a friend earlier today. You know, when you look forward to the the 2021 season, you look forward to 2022. That's the year that, that Utah travels to Florida is 2022 Utah, the talent that they're bringing in, uh, you know, and and <laughs> with with everything going on, it's hard to look that far ahead, Sure, you know, without... You will know, we even make it there? Yeah, will we make it there? You know, who knows? But, man, with the talent that they're bringing in, with the trajectory that the, the entire program is on, um, man, that, that Florida game is going to be a battle, and I think Utah is going to bring a ton of talent to the field, you know, 2022 against... Uh, the Florida Gators. Assuming we get there, obviously. Assuming we get there. Asterisk. My whole,
0: um, I get my whole thought process when it comes to non-conference games is this, and I, I do think a lot of people kind of share the same uh, share the same thought. Is is non-conference games to me are uh, important for more than one reason, but but the biggest reason is from a recruiting standpoint yeah i, I personally think and so if you're going to if you're going to schedule a non-conference game let's and you're going to schedule a let's say home and home series where you play once at Rice Eccles once at uh, at the opposing team's venue, then let then let, why 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 wouldn't you schedule teams like the Floridas, yeah, or, or or like some a team in California, like a Fresno State, yeah, or and of course you're going to look after the local economy, and so you know you're probably going to bring in Weber State or Dixie or even Idaho State or somebody close nearby. But I, I just I. I really get frustrated when I see Wyoming on the schedule oh. because it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make, it makes no sense. No, it's a lose-lose. Yeah. You, you paid them a ton of money. You got to travel to Wyoming. And you got to travel to bloody
1: Laramie. Laramie. So. No offense to the people in no, Laramie. No, well, all come on. offense
0: to the people in that. Although oh, okay. they have Laramie. guns, so maybe that's a bad idea. Yeah, bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cowboys, man. Yeah. So yeah, I, man. I, love the, I love the thought of Utah going to Florida. Yep. I think it's really cool. I think it's across the country. I think the players will love the experience, and if they can get a win, it could go so far. That's huge. In helping the coaches recruit players, talented players at that, out of the great state of Florida. So uh, that's exciting, and uh, I'm happy we don't have to play Wyoming this year. If if the season being canceled was good for one thing, it was the fact that we didn't have to see the Utes Cowboys go toe to toe because I just I'm over that. I think yes. we're past, I think we're past that. Aren't yes. we? Can we move forward?
1: Yes, please. Let's do. Let's yeah. let's schedule the uh, the TCU's, the Baylor's, the uh, you know, the Texas Longhorn program. Let's Texas let's let's get into Texas. Let's get into the Midwest. Yes. Let's let's get east. Yeah. You know, keep Keep moving east. Let's let's get into those recruiting territories yeah. for sure. But while we're at it, shout out to Dr.
0: Chris Hill, former A D for setting us up with Wyoming just as he departed. That was incredibly nice of you, man. That was really I mean just I don't know Sincer. what more. So sincere. Sincere. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Um Boy, I hope our fans that follow this podcast are, are going to stick on by with us, Steve. Yeah, Me too, man. I just We're it, out here in the heat. Yeah, we're just hustling away. And I'm telling you, we'll be back every week, and we will have information for you. Yes. I, I'm just telling you, there are going to be tidbits of information that are going to pop out over the coming weeks, over the coming months, and, and this is the place for you to get it. You should also check out Ute Zone, and please do us the favor of checking out KSL Nate Wade Subaru has their A Lot to Love event going on right now, people. Come on down. It's right now. So just get in the car, get on the bus, jump on your bicycle, whatever it takes. Get yourself down here and hang out with friendly staff that would be more than thrilled to kind of walk you through. Hey, I didn't mention this earlier, and I, I probably should. They, they really do love a friendly, low-pressure car buying experience here. It's unlike any dealership in the States. There's no pressure. When you come here and you just want to look at a car, just look at a car. And they're not going to hound you about all the details that you're after or how much money you need to spend or any of that nonsense. It is it is your experience. They want to make it your experience. And more importantly, if, if you're going to come back, they want to make sure that you're going to come back and buy... Letting you do you, that's the way they go about it. So just do us a favor. 1207 South Main Street, that's the location. Right around the corner from the heart of Salt Lake City, Nate Wade Subaru. We wouldn't be able to do this podcast without them, so we love them. Shout we out hope to Nate, Nate Wade. You guys Subaru. love them. Steve? I love them too. I love them too, man. Hey, I love you as well while we're loving everything, and I hope you love, get man. home safe. You, How's your golf?
1: Golf is good, bro. I, you know, I, I'm getting to that point where I'm shooting... You know, hot mid to high eighties. Okay. Um, pretty consistently now. It's just I'll have a, a hole here where you know I I top a ball or I yeah you know, I I chunk a, a a pitch and it's just like there's that those extra strokes that yeah. I need to eliminate. You know, but the golf game is coming along strong. How about you? You were out golfing the other day at what some some type of media tournament? Yeah, yeah, I
0: was up up at Jeremy Ranch. Oh, it was Jeremy. Having a great time up there and um, shot an 82, so uh, can't complain. Had a birdie on two. Anyway, enough's enough. We hope everybody that listens, plays the game of golf, we think it's uh, one way to get outside, let your hair down, and just not worry about the nonsense that surrounds you with this pandemic. So I shouldn't say nonsense. That's the wrong word because it's not nonsense. It's very serious, but... There is a lot of chaos, a lot of a lot go- going on. The out game there. of golf—you never can,
1: know—can
0: help relieve some it's of that. A little element. risky. Uh, to to uh, to one hundred three point five, the arrow stone for making this all happen. Nate, way yeah, Steve. Stone. We love everybody. We love you guys listening. We'll be back next week. See ya.